Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Prophet This Colin Julio Sneak Peek at next week, episode number five hundred and seventy-six for comics originally releasing June third, twenty twenty. But before Drew and I get into what's coming up in your local comic book shops this coming Wednesday. Drew, we got anything else from the listeners or anything else going on in the world of comics? A little bit of both, yeah. Um Excellent. one of our listeners uh sent this in. Yo C four Fappers. It I love that that caught on. Yes. <laughs> is it is it weird that there is a lot of heat on IDW's Marvel Action Avengers number 9 and number 10? Apparently, this is something about the first Yellow Hulk. Does it really count as a first appearance if it is obviously not in canon and then also licensed to another publisher? I'd say no, but 20 bucks is 20 bucks. Yeah. Also, yeah, so... as a side note, also, is it wrong to steal that copy of number nine from my ten-year-old and put it for sale? <laughs> Stay no, safe. No, you absolutely strike by the iron is hot. Stay safe and keep up the good work, Wade Ledden. All right. No, no I added good work because he doesn't tell us good work. He's Stay safe and keep up the work, he says. That's Wade. He never get, he won't throw us a bone. He won't throw us a bone. But yeah, I, I did not know that. The IDW's Marvel Action Adventures number 9 and 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, something about a first Yellow Hulk. I did not know that. Yep. And then technically the first appearance is in 9. Mm, cool. So it's and a, it, it's so a 180, a 181. Hulk. We've had a Green Hulk. We've had a Red Hulk. We've had... Puce. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we've had a, a, a Chartreuse Hulk. But... Yellow Hulk is still Banner, so we've had him. I mean, it's still Banner. It's not like it's a new character at all. So uh, definitely worth stealing from children. <laughs> definitely worth uh, the quick flip because they'll never know. Give me a ton of them. They'll forget. They'll forget. Daddy stole their comic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Uh, let's see. Jason sent this in. Dear Kyle and Drew. Mahalo for the Dragon's Lair shout-out last week. No problem. Um, it was so great to be back at the LCS with my mask on, of course. It was great talking to Lucas, the owner, and other customers about comics and pulp, pop culture. What was more awesome was looking through all the new comics and the dollar bins again. Please keep up the great work. Aloha, Jason. See, there you go. Great work. Jason told, Jason knows how it is. He gives us, yeah, I bet it was. Is this what man. you call fishing for compliments? <laughs> um, Jason, I bet it was. I have yet to step foot in an in an LCS in since March, early March. So I have yet to go back. So it's been what? What is that? That's through two months. March, April, May, almost June. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm pushing. I'm pushing three months without being in an LCS anywhere. Um, so, and the closest I came was like that one little section at Walmart that had Walmart books. Oh, yeah, I need to ask you about the, there's some a stand that I haven't checked our Walmart for, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Offline? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, that's that's cool. Glad you're back. And, um have have you guys noticed like like trying to carry on a conversation with the masks on depending on like the thickness? I did not realize how hard it was. Like how much I rely on like seeing people enunciate words and stuff. Yeah, I, can't, I need I read lips more than I thought I ever did. Like people are talking and I'm like I have no idea what you said. 
It's really hard. But wear the mask anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Do your part. Yes. Um, Chris has a few questions for us. Uh, With the pandemic, who do you think is suffering the most in the comic industry? Readers, comic shop, publishers, distributors, and how do you think they should adapt? I think it's comic shops. Comic shops are, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're they were closed down. down. Yeah. Yeah, thin they're legitimately closed down. Even with your 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 big dogs and your publishers, you know, some people are just like, Okay, I'll just go digital back issues and still, you know, catch scratch my itch or whatnot. And they could still always do that kind of thing. Whereas some of the traditional shops just were scratching and doing anything they could to get by without a, they lost a supply chain and a customer chain at the same time. Yeah, and and now they're getting less of both coming back, yeah. and um, that is, that is going to be a challenge. I I I throw out uh, creators too, um, especially the indie creators. Um, you know, with work stoppages and not being able to go to conventions, it's got to be frustrating for them. Um, so, that's, but just think, Drew. One of the things we've complained and whined about is the most is all these creators that have like three books written for a storyline. And then decide to take six months in the middle of a storyline to finish that storyline. Yeah. Now, hypothetically, the the stuff we should see coming out from creator owned should be finished properties because they had all the time in the world to finish writing things. And, and maybe they should just be pu- pumping out OGNs. Yeah. Right. Full yeah. stories because um, they they had time to do them. I mean, there's really no no reason why they mm-hmm. they couldn't catch up on some art. Yeah. So in my mind, there are creative teams that during the quarantine, just back and forth, legit, just finished, you know, 13 issues ready to go. (laughs) In three months. Really? Yeah. (laughs) All right. I don't know if you understand how art works, but okay. Well, I mean, okay. So you're 60 days off. And you you think that's that's 13 issues? Yeah. That's yeah. ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, back maybe if it's Jack, if there's if there's a bunch of Jack Kirby's who can do eight, ten pages a day, sure. But those days are gone. Mm-hmm. You're lucky. You're lucky to get a page a day out of an artist. Everybody was just home, just waiting. The inker was just waiting. The letterers are just right, waiting. The colorers are just waiting. So like, you double and triple everything. You can't go anywhere. Can't do anything else. Nobody's uh can't finish my collaring work. We we'll got a birthday party. Nope, sorry, those were all canceled. God, <laughs> uh, yeah, they have no distractions. Correct. Like, you, you should open up a, a manga studio because I think that's how they treat those folks over there. <laughs> Hold the whip and say more Draw pages. The storyboards. More pages. <laughs> uh, he goes on to ask if the industry is able to bounce back. What do you hope this changes about it, or strengthens it, or alters about the industry? That will give it a more solid footing going forward. Um, I hope that... This is going to sound horrible, me saying. I hope some of the, the awful comic book shops with the horrible owners that didn't have relationships with their people, just, they're done now. And we can get rid of them and hopefully fill them those holes with good comic shops that care about what they're doing. Instead of some of these, you know, very old stuck-in-the-wall things that had kind of people by the balls because they were the only option yeah what i don't want to have happen is all the small publishers go away 
No. Cause, cause, yeah. And then we just have big two comics because they already got they already own seventy five percent of the um, it, the sales every month, at least through the direct market. I, I don't I don't want to see that grow any larger. Yeah. So, um, pl- please hold on, small publishers. Um, don't 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 give up yet. Damn. And I'm trying. I've been banting back and forth whether I do. I want Diamond to go by the wayside and to have a different way of printing things and things to come out, <laughs> or is that selfish of me? And Diamond has earned the right to be the middleman. Uh, they had, so they had a years, run. They've had a run. Yeah, I like. I want. I want more. Uh, I would like to see like seven distributors. <laughs> I don't know. That that's kind. Of, yeah. Because so many times from so many LCSs in the past, yeah, and I don't know if there if Diamond has always just been the world's greatest scapegoat or, but like, there are so many books I didn't get because of Diamond. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, or or well, that's what our LCS would tell us that they mm-hmm. got shorted by Diamond, but I don't know if that was true. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, I don't. I think I'd also like to see. Um, you know, you know, outside of Diamond, or uh, like to see like just dis- weirder dis- distributions. You know, mm-hmm. like I was a big fan of the Walmart books. Um, I'm a big fan of sticking comic books in gas stations and spinner racks somewhere. You know, I I I, I preach the the positive aspects of the spinner rack. You know, every chance I get. I'd love to see more of those, and, and if and if they can like, if distributors don't have to just go or publishers don't have to just go through Diamond and can distribute a, a bunch of ways, maybe somebody will pop up that'll be mm-hmm. like, uh, "We got to deal with all of those speedways, you know, for a, a spinner rack or an end cap or something, and we're gonna do, you know, twenty percent Marvel, twenty percent DC, and." back half stuff right but okay i'm dreaming but still yeah wouldn't that be cool yeah oh yeah yeah i mean because the idea is we've got to get comics ubiquitous enough that kids choose them over um just watching another show on netflix or just playing a a game on their iphone you know, mm-hmm. it's got to be a it's got to be a a, a a viable choice for entertainment, so that they're because we aren't going to be around forever. Yeah, and somebody's got to be able to fill that void with and want comics, right? Yeah, and and I, that that the only thing I can think of is if there's more distributors than just Diamond, you know, maybe they can do some innovative stuff and get them in non comic shop places that expand the market mm-hmm. and that's why uh have you seen the allegiant comics uh things in walmart i just sent you a text of it that i saw somebody online asking how many local walmarts they'd seen these in and some people had multiples and i hadn't i haven't seen ours to look oh at i have no i haven't seen that yet i, I saw they were like it's 20 pages and it's like five dollars so it's mm-hmm. kind of pricey yeah um but they're oversized it looks like are those oversized? They look big. Yeah. They're pretty. This mm. is in Walmart? Original the, collectible yeah, those comics? those are in Walmarts. Oh, that's great. Great. Let's go. Yeah. 
who's this appealing to? Is this is this in the toy aisle? Uh, that's in with their book. Most of those have been set beside the book sections. Okay. So. Oh, that's great. Is he? Uh, what is this called? Uh, Nora's something. Nora's saga. Mm-hmm. Fetist. Futurist. Um, Futurist. Bass Reeves. Bass Reeves. And Rooster. Interesting. Interesting. That's awesome. Yep. They're apparently fairly hard to find. Like, they've got movement on eBay as well. You're seeing a lot of people trying to get 45 bucks for the four-pack of them. And a few people succeeding. So they're doubling the price yeah. and adding some some shipping costs. Yeah, and here's somebody just a few days ago that got 20 bucks out of uh, one of the Nora sagas. And then, yeah, nothing, nothing's moved much recently, but it looks like when they f- first hit a couple weeks ago, there was some movement on them. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I hope that I hope that works, man. That's that's pretty awesome. So more things like that would be nice. Again, ultimately, my f- favorite way to buy comics is to go to a comic book shop. It's always been my favorite way too. But I mean, nope. other people finding ways to do the things they want to do. Sure. My f- my favorite is was Super Thrift. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I could I could pick out a couple of comics. Or a comic, usually not more, not a couple, but a comic off the. Go say, what kind of mood was mom in when you were younger? No, no. Well, Jeez. after the di- after the divorce, I would yeah. I, I'd get one from mom and one from dad. It's the only so dad tried up. to buy my love. I didn't I didn't catch when mom tried to buy our love. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you missed out on that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I, I love that. I, that was really cool. Cause it was like I could get a, a comic, and then I could get like. A pack of Donruss baseball cards with the old Super Thrift. Man, mm-hmm. I was living large. And that's where you got your school shoes as well. <laughs> yep. Shoes on a string hanging right there. You could just grab your school shoes. You were good to go. <laughs> One-stop shop. <laughs> uh, but in all reality, I hope everything comes back from the coronavirus. People have money to buy the things they want to buy. Shops continue to stay open. And, uh, you know, the last thing I want is for, you know any of the publishers to, to just shudder and go by the wayside Definitely the way not. of uh, some of the, the the other companies that didn't make it out of there. But you know what I've loved? Uh, curated Big Two comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, these last couple of weeks, there have been four or five books from Marvel. They've been good. I've read them all. I've enjoyed them all. Um, DC's putting out a little bit more, so... Um, I've read almost like uh, like eighty ninety percent of DC's output um, because it's not too unwieldy. Mm-hmm. Um, Image four three four or five books read most of their stuff. Um, you know it's it's manageable, uh, it, and I know if Big Two can like keep their foot off the gas and let some of these other comics publishers breathe boy mm-hmm. that would be that would be nice i mean yeah i mean i i'm not one to that is advocates change for change sake but i don't know that the system was running well before covid so i don't know if we want it to come back just like it was okay i, I, I want it to be better don't you 
Sure, absolutely. But I don't I don't know what that means. Yeah. I like but, when I run in at the last minute to pick up a book that I, I, I missed and it's a hot book. I'd like for it to be there for cover price. So whatever we have to do for that to be available. Would be nice. <laughs> okay. All right. You'd like to see the future and Correct. then be able to capitalize on that. Okay. It's the American dream, sir. Yes, that is true. Um, let's see if we can find some some answers in the FOC. There you go. Of course, the FOC is our final order cutoff. It's our last ability to uh, see the things that are coming out here in just a few weeks and either add a few things to our pull list or double the things on our pull list or maybe we get to see a few artist changes or some final artwork and decide that we really have to have those in our pull boxes um, and the best way to do that is to get through the FOC that way we aren't doing the things that I was talking about where you're trying to chase a book down to the last second and becomes popular and it's not there because you didn't order it oh, of course these will do my <laughs> midday on Monday and we get a wonderful curated list from Erica Calabunga Comics who shoots these out to us just in time on Friday evening to peruse through them he even pulls a few things out if you have an LCS that either does not do FOC or you're just interested in what FOC has to offer, uh, you know, shoot over to Cowabunga Comics. Eric will hook you up with both a list and the ability to order any of these books delivered to your house. So let's start with the ones that Eric has curated for us. Number one, Batman 93, the cardstock Matina variant. That's in the fourth running that. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Creepy. All kinds of weird boners. So mm -hmm. yep. Just all kinds of crazy stuff. That's that's, that's punchline, right? Yeah, I I don't know. It looks like Joker. I can't even tell. That's what that's what's weird. It looks oddly like Joker, <laughs> just to, as a female. What it is, but it's punchline kind of beat up. Yeah. Lock and key number one, the facsimile edition from IDW. So this is your chance to. Uh, Pick up the original lock and key number one as IDW dips their toes in the facsimile edition. Yeah, that's um, not going to work for me. Uh, lock, the old Joe Hill lock and key number one from not that many years ago isn't a wall book you need to have? I mean, I have this a variety of ways. I mean, it's been a dollar book. It's been... Um, I, no, I don't, I don't think so. Maybe. I... <laughs> <laughs> like, well, we're like, deciding now, Drew. Because I mean, I like like how many what Walking Dead number ones do I have? Like infinite number of Walking Dead number ones in variety of ways. Um, so except first print, of course, and <laughs> except um, for one variety, except for the good one. And so you know, I don't know that I want a facsimile for that. I don't know if I need indie facsimiles that aren't keyed. What I mean, what would be a key? Is there any non-big two facsimiles you want? <sighs> Man, so like TMNT, uh, Mirage East, Comics, Eastman Oddly layer enough, stuff. I would like fifty percent of the ones you think are going to be new are going to be facsimile editions. Oh yeah, because is that the one that they they uh, forge? Yeah, one of the highest forge comics. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, like maybe a chew, maybe a, but I mean, most of this stuff is image first already. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head that would be, you know, indies are, indies, indie books for me are for stories. I They're not as, like, I wouldn't want a rags 
<laughs> facsimile. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't want. I, I can't think of any that would really float my boat. Because, I mean, you, you know, especially when they've been a dollar comic or an image first or something else already. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So for you, the ship has sailed with first print and second print on those ones. <clears throat> you know, maybe there's something I'm missing, you know, like, is, like, uh, Cerebus, maybe, like, with something, like, really classic and old, and that's that's worth thousands of dollars now. Um, it's really an important indie comic. You know, maybe something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe a Cerebus, maybe um I don't know. Is there another one? I'm trying to think of another one that's a, that big of a deal. From yeah, back. I'm sure there's a ton. Yeah. So yeah, I, I can't. I can't think. I can't think of anything. So, but nothing that I would say that I'm quote unquote into that I desire. I'm with you. So pass. Hard pass. So good job, IDW. But no. We have from IDW Sleeping Beauties number one, the uh, Annie Wu cover A. Oh. We have Dead Body Road Bad Blood number one of a six issue run, Justin Jordan and Image Comics on that one. This is the second or third volume of this? I think the third. Oh, wow. We keep going to the well of Immortal Hulk. We have Immortal Hulk 34, Al Ewing writing this, and we got a dope little Alex Ross cover on that one. We are still rocking the Infinity Gauntlet Omnibus hardcover George Perez cover A new printing. So normally a big old $125 hardcover. If you get to it early, you can get half off that beast and get it for 62 bucks. And Infinity Gauntlet will always be one of the top written stories in a long time. So always worth having. Yeah, classic. Star Wars Bounty Hunters number three from Marvel. Uh, looks like the cover A there, the Lee Bermejo with uh, Boss getting ready to go crazy on the front there. From Oni Pro Press, there's also Rogue Planet number two, a Colin Bunn book there. Uh, if you enjoyed the first one, it's not too late to jump on number two. But those are just the things that Eric has pulled out as he deems interesting from our FOCs. Drew, let's you and I go through and see if we can pull anything out. All right. Are we starting in Dark Horse? Let's start where we love to start. Let's start in Dark Horse. <laughs> Who does not have floppy comics, but a lot of hardcovers. So no, nothing. All right, down to DC. Where we get a little bit more of a bloated DC offering. And, of course, we are on to the Batman 93, where we don't only have the standard Batman 93. We also have the, you know, of course, our uh, cardstock variant 93. And, and we also have a 1 in 25. Oh, look at you, DC. Yeah. Oh, we think you're, you you protest too much. Now you're back doing variants again, huh? And, of course, these are part of the Joker War. And this has what's-his-face on the front, whose name I cannot remember off the top of my head because it's been too friggin' long. On, are we looking at cover A? We're looking at 1 in 25. Well, the the designer. It literally says it on the it, Yes, that's designer. So, if we think that co- character is going to be something, we may have to reach the 50 bones to pick up that 1 in 25 book. Oh, yeah. I remember, okay, I remember the di- designer, yeah. But I, I like DC tip, dipping its toes in the 1 in 25s. Uh, you know, and I like I like the fact that the bees caught... The bee 
covers are another an extra buck. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the cardstock. I like the cardstock. The ones I've had my hands on. Yeah, are nice. Um, I, I think that's. I like that. I like what they're doing. It's collectible. Make it. It's going to be rarer. Um, I like the fact that they, that they're doing stuff like that. Yeah, legit. The card stocks are always out at the LCS when I go in to find one. Yeah, they're usually. I mean, like one third to one quarter of the sales of the cover A. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a lot of scarcity there. There you go. We cannot see the. Mikael Yannin cover for Justice League 47, but I normally like his stuff. Did you read any Lolo Woods? Yes. The last issue of Lolo Woods and a Jenny Frizen cover that either I don't understand Lolo Woods or she phoned in. One of the two. <laughs> Let me see it. I gotta see it now. Yeah. Well, that's not phoned in. There's some detail in that. Sure. I think I could have done it. Red Hood the Outlaws 46 with a really nice Philip Tan cover B. Uh, that's very cool. Red Hood, Artemis, and Bizarro. Looking pretty dope on that cover. Penultimate issues of Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, which means we're also getting close to the end of uh, Lois Lane because they came out about the same time. Yep, probably should. Anything interesting happening? Teen Titans. I don't know if that is going to stay a sketch variant on that uh, Kari Randolph, but that's pretty cool. That's about it for me from DC. <laughs> the uh, solicit for Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen 11. Hey look, it's issue 11 of 12, so it's the perfect jumping on point for new readers. Mysteries get solved, criminals are revealed, and secret allies emerge from the shallows. Want more? There are robots, aliens, and the Daily Planet faces a threat uh, to its existence at the same moment the actual planet faces the same. Now's the time to get on board, folks. <laughs> I thought last... Uh, I, I thought... Uh, issue ten was like, I'm like, oh man, they're they're revealing like everything mm-hmm. here. What what else do they have to do in the next two <laughs> issues? And I was like, well, ten seems to have like let everybody know what's going on, but mm-hmm. we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. All right, down to IDW where Drew has already told us the facsimile is not worth his time, so we're moving on <laughs> from that. <laughs> I say no. I'm going to read Sleeping Beauties because that seems pretty cool. Um, there are four different covers. We have a 1 in 10, a 1 in 25, an A, and a B. Oh, we've got a uh, TMNT Eastman sighting for 105, cover B. But I have no picture of that cover. Interesting. So I'm looking at Star Wars Adventures Clone Wars number 2, 10, com, ten copy incentive. And I'm wondering if if I should have paid more attention. No, no, okay, it's the same thing. Never mind. Never mind. The cover is the same thing. I didn't know if they were going to give some of the special clones like their own B covers, but it doesn't look like it. Oh, and then you would have collected them all? Yeah, then I would have definitely got each and every clone's B cover. But that is not what they're doing, so moving on. And that is it for IDW. Yeah, because there is no... We don't get a look at the Eastman cover for TMNT ongoing. 
Okay, down to Image Comics, where, of course, Dead Body Road, we talked about Blad Blood, number one, a six-issue series, a series premiere of that one. Final issue of Outer Darkness 2 crossover. That was, um, I don't really think I read the first one, so I don't even remember two. We've got Die so, number 11. Die has been doing five-issue arcs, so this is the start of the third arc. Oh, okay. Uh, sex criminals. We've got the Jen Bartel Triple X variant. I believe that is the one I have coming. And of course, I don't know why I clicked on it because I know it's in a pink poly bag. There you go. And we have one, two, three, four covers for Spawn 307. And I, they usually don't show us any of the covers. Now we get a shocker cover, but that's it. That. Texas Blood, number one, from Image Comics, Chris Condon, Jacob Phillips, the series premiere, criminal colorist, and first-time solo artist, uh, Jacob Phillips, and writer Chris Condon break into the scene with a brand new ongoing series. Like Paris, Texas gut-punched by No Country for Old Men, this mature neo-western crime series kicks off when the search for a casserole dish leads to a dark, intense confrontation on Sheriff Joe Bob Coates' 70th birthday. birthday. Um, uh, uh, first I was like, ooh, nepotism, you know. Uh, that's how Jacob got his gig, right? Mm -hmm. But then I read I read the preview pages, and um, it's really good. Yep. Uh, it was really good. So I am interested in the, that the, this issue a lot, um, and I'm excited about it. And I'm not even going to buy his old man's... Uh, B cover. I was going to say, you're not doing the Sean Phillips B cover. Nope. Nope. But it was it was, it was was really cool, so I'm, I'm excited about it. There you go. I don't remember what 2020 Rescue... Oh, we're in the Marvel. Never mind, sorry. That's yeah, we can go there. We can nope, go. I just want to make sure that was anything. It was only interesting when I thought it was a, uh image comic that was clearly ripping off Iron Man, but since it's an actual Iron Man book, I do not care. I... I am interested. Are we in Marvel yet? We are, sir. This um, Amazing Fantasy omnibus hardcover new printing. Um, pretty cool. It's like one through six of Amazing Adventures. Amazing Adult Fantasy, seven through 14. And Amazing Fantasy, 15, of course. The first Spidey. Um, not that many comics, really. Mm -mm. For an omnibus, and seventy-five bucks. Yeah, I was gonna say six. There's 50, essentially fifteen books. I think they were bigger and meatier back then. Those yeah. each issue. What, what's their discount on that? Thirty-seven fifty, two, three, not quite three bucks a piece. Yeah. We've got Avengers Empire Zero. Of course, we're spelling Empire with a Y, so that means it's got to be awesome, right? Tony Stark wakes from a strange dream as old allies make distress calls to the Avengers. Did you read your Avengers with uh, Moon Knight yet? Yeah. Yeah, was that it? was top of the stack, man. First thing I read. Um, it was really... It was Jason Aaron writing Moon Knight, I oh, think, yeah. for the first time. Did you tear up immediately? Uh, I, I know, but it was... Uh, Ah, man, I don't know if I want to real if I don't know if I want to spoil the story. So, it it's a real interesting take. I don't know that we have all the information yet on to why Moonlight is acting the way he is. Um, but it was really 
compelling. Thumbs up or a thumbs down? Yeah, oh, thumbs way up. Okay, cool. Thumbs way up. It was really good. Um, and, you know, got me reading an Avengers book again, so. There you go. That's off. We have our Empire Avengers Zero. We have the two-pack action figure variant. Um, and for some odd reason, we have Mr. Fantastic and Captain Marvel together on the front of that, so. Yeah, I think um, em- Empire, which was their, was their big event, mm-hmm. and they had a whole, like, dedicated Marvel previews just about Empire and all the tie-ins and everything that came out, and now has since then, subsequently, they've thinned this event tie-in down to, like, the main book and just a couple of tie-ins. So if if you run across that, Marvel previews that's all about Empire and all the tie-in. Grab that just for historical sake because most of those aren't going to happen now. No doubt. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Alright, Drew. I have a soapbox to get on real quick. Oh, okay. Star Wars Bounty Hunters number three. We have a cover A and then we have a slightly garbage cover B which is the continuing Empire Strikes Back covers you know, of the 36 yeah, I got you. Yeah. Every single one of these bounty hunters should have like a Boba Fett B cover. I mean, you're literally just saying, I don't want an additional 25% in sales. <laughs> so, oh, why are you not just dumb. automatically doing that? Yeah, why are you not automatically doing, you know, either, a, either I mean, if you wanted to go different, go Bosk or IGADA on, on their own cover. But when you're, when you're tapping into the bounty hunter specifically, there is a butt-ton of B-covers to be had on that. Even if you're just doing some weird rendition, you could legitimately just do yeah, uh, Boba Bo- Fett. Boba Fett in a bikini. Boba Fett yeah. uh, at, the, at the beach. Ba- yep. Boba Fett uh, cooking eggs. Yep, Boba Fett cosplay. <laughs> Boba Fett has been digested in the Sarlacc pit. Yes, all that stuff. And you're going to move. If you're selling 60000 boom, just go ahead and chalk up another 15000 which you aren't selling. But apparently Marvel forgot how to print money. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is surprising that they missed the boat on that. Maybe they just like... Maybe they're like you. There's a bunch of Kyles there working, and they're like, he's overrated, man. I refuse. I refuse to put him on a B cover. Now, Drew, I don't have much in the way of scruples, and I'm not a big Boba Fett guy. But I'll... I mean, for money, <laughs> come on, print a, print a ball all day, I'll shine the helmet myself at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else in Marvel? I don't think so, no. Now we have, of course, our second of these artists, writers, and artisans books in Red Border and Year Zero. Um, yeah. Of course, Year Zero number two, we raved about the covers, and of course they are not showing us the friggin' covers. So, again, Year Zero, we're trying to help you sell books and make money. <laughs> but you're not helping us. How do you not have a cover locked and loaded by now? Yeah. To Kyle's point earlier, how is this cover not done? Yeah. <laughs> how is You've been this sitting cover? for three months. <laughs> <laughs> for three months, you've had nowhere to go. Your cover's not done, for real? Yeah. Oh, my God. Now, Red Border number two, I, that first issue was great. Um, so I'm excited about this. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a good one. Whether you go. Cover or no. Cover or no. It can be a coverless comic. I'm still reading it. 
uh, down to Boom. And I was unaware that Boom Studios had the rights to Bill and Ted, so that's pretty cool. So maybe we'll see some uh, cool Bill and Ted stuff come up when that third movie comes out. Is this like a collection of all their past Bill and Ted's? Yeah, yeah, let's see here. This gift set collects Bill and Ted's most triumphant return, Bill and Ted Go to Hell, Bill and Ted Save the Universe, uh, for and all for a special value price that no fan can miss. That's cool. Yeah. Once in Future has its eighth issue. Good for them. Heck um, yeah. Probably going to be a hot seller. Yep, and we're getting into we're getting into pushing the territory and stuff on this, so it's awesome. When a strange newcomer arrives in the dark court of Camelot, his presence disrupts the al- the other world. Sometimes winning the battle risks losing the war, as Duncan and Bridget will soon find out. We have Bleed Them Dry. Um, this is Hiroshi Kozumi and Elliot Rahal with art by Dyke Ron. This is a future comic, but it, it's, uh, it's it's from Vault. Vault. Yeah. It's a Vault comic. Looks pretty good. Um, it's got multiple covers. Three three covers. The year is 3333. Earth is in a state of recovery. That's how long it takes for them to rebound from the economic uh, downturn of the pandemic <laughs> to 3333. We're still Yay. wearing masks. Yeah. Uh, we've got... Uh, oh, Ahoy Comics doing an Ash and Thorn number one again? Did this get delayed or something? Pretty I don't know on that one. I've lost track. Like most of Ahoy's you can get digitally, the first issues digitally. Maybe the print got delayed because of Corona. Blame everything on Corona now. You'd be right 50% of the time. Nothing for me in the... Antarctics and stuff heading down through dynamite, which still nothing for me there. Red Sonia, man, plenty of Red Sonia go around. A Bob Cube C cover, he's one of my favorites. I love him. Um, a lot of Vampirella there. Aftershock throws out God Killers God number Killers three. three. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we got a last Catalyst Prime from Lion Forge. Is this the first time you've seen an FOC for the previews? Catalog, oh yeah, that's weird, right? Yeah. Or is this like the f- maybe because it got reprinted and delayed and yeah, it's very rejiggered? Yeah. Rick and Morty presents the Council of Ricks number one. Um, Citadel of Ricks is of course one of my favorite Rick and Morty, so we shall. This might be an interesting one. Good little read. Now because we didn't order we should probably order that previews right hey eric do we need to order this previews <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and put it's 99 cents if anything we got it we got a second one accidentally yeah and um and that's okay so i'll, I'll order one just just for funsy oh so check with your fo with your lcs about the pre, about where preview stands because there may be some difficulties what'd you say about the council of ricks uh, looks like an interesting book. Citadel of Ricks is my, one of my favorite episodes from the previous season. Um, so, looks good. And then we've got um, Gutter Magic Smoke and Mirrors from Source Point Press. Rich Duick and Fei Chen. Um, interesting looking cover. And it's, uh, what is it, Magic? 
passing? Is it a fantasy? I don't know. No, it looks okay. <laughs> I changed my mind. I've Probably. I've 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 cooled off on that one. <laughs> that didn't take long at all. You barely got through the solicit. And you're already talk- off of it. Ah, yeah. <laughs> From Black was- Box Comics, we have Biggs and Tiny. Um, Dimitrios Zaharakos and Ramal Hill on the writing on that one. A comedic duo on the hunt for answers to their newfound superpowers unravel the mystery of a seedy underworld of criminal activity in the heart of New York. Now oh, that sounds better. There you go. I like that one. Yeah. Much better. And that, uh, that's about it for me. Alright. In the old FOC. A lot of those coming out at the end of July, but this is your last bite to make sure they are waiting for you when you get back to your LCSs and all that fun stuff. So, FOC's done. The end. (laughs) Now, the the good folks over at um, Cover Price have scoured the eBay uh, sales charts, and they have come up with a list of... um, Ten top sellers and then ten runner-ups uh, that are that are doing well. I like the way it worked last time, Kyle. So why don't you go first again? Sure thing. Of course, we were starting off yet again with Amazing Spider-Man five forty-six from two thousand eight, the first appearance huh. and second version of Jackpot, aka Alana Johnson. Okay. Uh, so we've sold forty-one copies of this book. Dang. And uh, let's see, a nine point six went for seventy bucks. Heck, a raw went for fifty five. So the prices are all over the place. Yeah, we have at the two wow. spots symbiote Spider Man number four. We have the Greg Land second printing. Uh, it sold thirteen copies. Had a seven day trend of about two thousand percent up. Had a high sale of one hundred and fifty two dollars for a raw copy. Uh, what? This thing was selling for cover price back forever. Then copies just dried up. Sellers became, started listing it as a super rare, super low print. And they seemed to convince everybody that that's correct. And then copies start showing up in mixed Walmart three-pack bags. And then being labeled as the Walmart variant. But it is not the Walmart variant. That is ridiculous. So it's it's artificially hyped. It's worth nothing. Yeah. Is that what we're saying? Evie had become flooded and dragged this down to 60 bucks, and some of them going between 20 or 30 uh, It's worth noting noted that other than being a great cover, there's nothing notable at all about this issue. <laughs> Jesus God. <laughs> Just FYI. That's awesome. I love reading that kind of stuff. Amazing Spider-Man presents Jackpot number one from 2010. At your third rank, here's the trickle effect for the Jackpot news. There is nothing particularly notable about this issue. It does have a nice cover and is a number one issue for Jackpot. Selling 27 copies, up 347%, selling at a high of 17 bucks for an NM Plus Raw. We also have the uh, Free Comic Book Day 2007 Spider-Man Swing Shift. Uh, and this is of course jackpot related okay at rank 5 web of spider-man 99 from 1993 if silk and jackpot get to be on the list the night watch wants to as well 
So his fists are web. His firsts are in the web of Spider-Man '97, and that's selling for ten bucks. And this web of Spider-Man '99 is his first appearance as Nightwatch. So Kevin Trench's first appearance is '97. Nightwatch's first appearance is at '99. Um, so a CGC 9.8 going for a hundred and twelve dollars. Those swing shift. Free comic book days I've saw in so many quarter bins. This web of Spider-Man '99 I've saw in so many quarter bins. Mm-hmm. I looked right over them. Yeah, glossed right over them. And here we have this swing shift director's cut. We've talked so many times about nobody cares about director's cuts. Here we yeah. have um, you know Mark Guggenheim's scripting Spider-Man's Universal Heroine jackpot movie for Sony Pictures made her first appearance in the 2007 Free Comic Book Day Swing Shift book jump in price like crazy. So we sold 15 copies, 22 bucks for Raw for this director's cap. Amazing Spider-Man 4. Of course, this is our Silk. Um, oh, I Kyle's have, favorite. Yeah, I have this. I have the uh, variant of this. But I love that character. I don't want to get rid of it, but we'll see. 35 copies mood. 70 trend of up 144%. CGC 9.8 going for 150 bucks. Raw copies are averaging 70, and one near mint going for 100. Oh, what do you think now? You going you still holding on to it? Oh, I love them so. I love. I want so much for Silk that for me to sell them would be would I be giving up on Silk? Oh, golly, oh, uh, it's I your love it's your ASM 300 conundrum. Yeah, no doubt. Well, <laughs> the Diet Coke version of the ASM 300. Could have been, yes. <laughs> At rank out, we have the Amazing Spider-Man 550 from 2008. We'll get into this one a little. This, um, it was announced that Jackpot is being written for a theatrical release by Sony. While Jackpot does appear in this issue, it's more notably the first appearance of Menace. Menace isn't anywhere noticed to be in anything. Any press announcements, we have no notice that Menace will be in anything. But we may be assuming that she may, based on attachment, and perhaps a villain. So, again, just people having a lot of time and just throwing a lot of feelers. Uh, sold 24 copies, uh, 26, 25 for Rawls. Uh, Darth Vader number Amazing. three from 2015. Of course, this is Dr. Aphra. Uh, she's not quite doing as well as that Ahsoka book from the Clone Wars we were talking about, hitting $1,000. But she's got this book moving quite a bit. She sold 30 copies, 225 for a CGC 9.8 on that Darth Vader 3. I have two of those just sitting here staring at me. Um, I might You might want to CGC that bad boy then. Yeah, it might be worth it because it doesn't sound like she's going anywhere. And it's probably going to be a long tail before we see her. And if we do see yeah. her, it doesn't sound like it's going to go down. Exactly. And, of course, at rank 10, Ultimate Fallout 4 are continued... Uh, let's see here if I can get mine to open. There we go. Um, Wolverine number one from 1988. Big fan of the this miniseries from long ago. It sold 13 copies um, and has sold almost 200 bucks for a 9.8. Very nice. My beloved Moon Knight number one from 1980 um, continues to sell. It's uh, going to be on Disney Plus, of course. And we've got 
Uh, high sale of $345 for a 9.8. Time to crack that bad boy out of the frame. I got it hanging on the wall and uh, send it off. See what it comes back as. Um, $345? Jesus Christ, that's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's a, I, I was mulling over spending $10 on this thing. Yeah, I, I took a picture of one at the, at the comic shop not too long ago for 12 bucks, and you didn't pull the trigger. And I was like, eh... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But you know, the last time I was in the LCS, there was one on the wall. And he wanted twenty five bucks for it. I was like, "Come on, man! It's Moon Knight from nineteen eighty. It's not a key book. I'll give you half that." He wouldn't budge. He was right. It's <laughs> good call. After you pull, after you didn't pull the trigger at twelve, I did. So I'm looking at it right now. It's just sitting here, <laughs> and it is perfect condition. Um. Three hundred forty-five dollars for a nine-eight. If you think it'll come back as a nine-eight, that's that's worth the effort to get it slapped for sure. Uh, Star Wars Adventures Clone Wars number one. Shocking. Yeah. Shocking. Is let's see, high raw sale of fifteen bucks for that. Um, sold twenty-six copies. Uh, Fantastic Four fifty from nineteen sixty-six. This is yeah, there's, a battle. See, there's between... nothing in these Star Wars Adventures, but. The last Clone Wars book, which was the Ahsoka book, went to a grand. So everybody's just grabbing these books just because of that old book. You think that's what it is? That's what. Yeah, this one's perfectly timed with the massive heat behind Star Wars Clone Wars number one, which is the Ahsoka book. So they saw they saw that, and then they get confused and get Star Wars Adventures Clone Wars, or they're just searching for the next that. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic Four Fifty from '66 is the Surfer and Galactus. Um, it is sold 13, 13 copies and uh, the high sale of a thousand dollars for a CGC eight point Ridiculous. Uh, Ultimate X Men number one uh, from two thousand one. Uh, let's see, this is. I've made so much fun of how ugly and how much I hate that cover that it, the fact that it's yeah. not worth money is weird 21 copies of this sold uh high of 51 for a cg oh it's a cgc 98 yeah i i don't i wouldn't i wouldn't cgc something if it was only going to sell for 50 bucks i wouldn't <laughs> i wouldn't take the time it would be too much of a waste of time yeah. um star wars adventure clone wars number one one in ten variant same deal there this one's selling for a little more 30 bucks for raw nova number one from 1976 uh, sold 28 copies. Had a high sale of $780 for a 9.8. That one I'd take the time to to send off. There you go. Uh, Amazing Amazing Spider-Man 210 from 1980. Uh, Variety has mentioned that there's a secret Marvel movie from Sony in the works with director S.G. Clarkson. While the writer admits to not knowing which character will be featured, the report they report insiders citing Madam Web whose first appearance is in Amazing Spider-Man 210. Um, the news helped move 22 copies and got uh, had a high sale of $549 for a 9.8. Lord. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, Star Wars number two. This first issue is the first appearance of a small-time Star Wars character by the name of Han Solo. This I have is, this. Was always, yeah, this is, this is from 77. Mm-hmm. I have, 70, yeah, you I have, have one and two of this. They are not in great condition, though. 
yeah, that's true. The this week uh, sold 18 copies, and it sold for 75 bucks for a CGC 9.0. Uh, and then follow, the final one is New Mutants number one from 1983. Uh, continued to sell 16 copies and sold 93 to, for 93 bucks for a CGC 9.8. So I don't believe this movie's ever going to come out. <laughs> A lot of Spidey stuff going on. A lot of Star Wars stuff going on uh, that is heating up uh, the eBay sales. So take a look and see what you got in there in those areas. Um, Check and see if you you probably you probably picked up them. I can't wait to dig through my Spidey box and see how many of those I I have because I know I have some. Madam Webs and Free Comic Book Days. Jeez, gotta be in there. Well, I used to I used to give my free comic book days away after I flipped through them or read them, not assuming they would never be worth anything. I'm gonna have to stop doing that. Yeah, no kidding. Gonna have to keep those around for a while to see if they hit twenty year twenty years later. <laughs> Crazy. I think it's about time for our sneak peek at next week. All right, Julie, let's have it over previewsworld.com. Find new releases. Find June the 3rd, 2020. I'm going to click the old table view, and let's start where we love to start. Let's start in Image. And, of course, Nailbiter Returns. Been at the top of my list for a long time. Loved the original Joshua Williamson Nailbiter run. Cannot wait for this extra-length first issue. Yeah, that does look good. I'm excited about that as, as well. I can't believe Postal Deliverance has another issue. I'd forgotten about that that was going on. Kind of grooming a new mark and a new a new generation to take over Postal. Somebody needs to make this into a show. I think it'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, small week from Image. Um, but some quality stuff there. There you go. Down to Dark Horse. Where we still don't have floppy comics from Dark Horse. But we have some cool hardcovers and coaster sets and... IDW with a couple books, Star Trek book, Ragnarok book, and a couple of G.I. Joes, but nothing that really tickled my fancy. Nope. And DC, where we're relaunching Birds of Prey with Brian Azzarello. As a $10 book. Yeah, I don't know if, I guess we're not necessarily relaunching it as much as we're releasing a number one, because I doubt this is ongoing. You think? I don't know. I don't either. Awesome J. Scott Campbell DC Black Label Prestige cover on the second one. Boy, that looks a great looking B cover. Ah, this is the week we talked about all the Catwoman covers we have to get. Jeez Louise. This could be an expensive week. This could have been an expensive week if we had pulled the trigger, but we did not. Correct. And of course, my favorites are the J. Scott Campbell, the Frank Cho, the Art Germ, the Jim Lee, and the Adam Lee's. <laughs> But that's it. Just those. Take a look at the Detective 1022 1022 Libra Mayho variant. That is a cool looking Two-Face. That's a great Two-Face, is it not? Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen a lot of Two-Face. It's a good look at egg cover, too. Dang. Yeah, it's really nice. Source book for The Last God on Black Label. Who asked for that? Who's asking for that? I don't know. Come on. It's a role-playing campaign source book. Oh, my goodness. Interesting. Leaving me behind. Yeah. Yeah. 
man, that's that's tough. I might, I may. I really like that detective. That's gonna have to be a candidate for me. But it'd be t it's tough to pick over any of those Catwomen too. Yep. We've still got ways to go. But yep. Down to Marvel, who is not doing much at the moment. They're reloading and rethinking. Huh. No, they have nothing in floppies this week. Oh, yeah. Interesting. We have Dear Becky number one. You know, The Boys, Dear Becky number one from Dynamite, Garth Ennis. Book. 12 and years a new Nancy Drew. I'm excited. I'm more excited for the new Nancy Drew, I think. <laughs> yeah, of course we have. It's a, Anthony Del Cole writing Nancy Drew. Because with the Hardy Boys, and it looks like Nancy Drew dies, so, I mean, that's... That could be worth right some there. money right there. Yeah. Number two for finger guns down here in the other section. we got all our covers for kids. Which one did I like? There's a couple really nice ones. Man, some of the, and these are some of these are homage covers that I'm, I'm just blanking on, but I, I knew I knew when they came out. The kids? Yeah. Uh, they're not. They're not jumping out at me. What are they homaging? I, again, I just literally explained that I can't remember, but I did know at one point. Oh, Sabrina, something wicked number one from Archie. Uh, looks like she's got four or five different covers. We got a nice little Marguerite Savage on that cover D that I like. Interesting. Yeah, we are still in the early stages of comic re-releasing. Mm -hmm. um, DC you're getting, is you're being um, given reasons to go back to your LC LCSs, but not a dearth of reasons. Yes, but you know DC seems to really be leading the way. There you go. They're putting out quite a lot of stuff. So, Drew, this is the point of the podcast where I ask for your pick of the week. What's the one book to make sure you go to your LCS and pick up? Uh, I think I'm going to go against my judge, my Catwoman, because there's just too many great ones to pick from. And I'm mm -hmm. going to go with the Detective 1022, Lieber Mayhew, Cardstock, Cover B. And I just love Nailbiter so much that Nailbiter Returns, number one, is getting my vote just because I'm a fan. And the first nail biter, it did well spec wise. Yes, very much. So it's it, you never know. You just never know. Wanna thank you guys for tagging along with Comics for Fun and Profit. If uh we picked something wrong this week, let us know. Let us know what's going on in your local comic book shops. Uh find us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, drop us a Gmail line any of this fun stuff we would really appreciate to be part of the podcast tell us if we got things right tell us if we got things wrong or tell us just how wonderful it is to be back in an open comic book shop even if you are wearing a mask nowadays we thank you so very much so for drew and for myself see y'all